Welcome to Boiling Point, the podcast to motivate ever-evolving entrepreneurs and forward-thinking movement pioneers. Our hosts, filmmaker Greg Hemmings and executive coach Dave Vale, are turning up the heat in the world's business communities. Our interviews with entrepreneurs, thought leaders, and movement makers are raising the temperature of inspiration. Live from the hottest studio in this quadrant of the universe, here are Dave and Greg. Um, Dave, do you want to start this one? No, you go. You, you. I mean, I you always know, okay. you know Jane better than if, I know. If Jane, I start I this Jane. one, you're gonna yeah. end it. Sure. Okay. A sort of. Is it, are we gonna go? We're we gonna go a little back and forth, right? Because oh, I don't yeah. feel like talking. For well, listen, we're we're already into it, Jane. <laughs> you know, uh, actually, do you know what? Do what? Jean, being recorded. Here's, here's something funny. Gene has not heard our podcast yet. What? So we should I'm get Gene to introduce it. <laughs> okay. Gene. Yes. Gene, tell us about what what is gonna happen here on this podcast. You're telling me? Yeah, yeah, no, 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 we're, we're throwing it into your court, man. We, we usually do the introduction, but uh, because you haven't heard this uh, podcast yet, we th- and we're going to be talking about creativity and all this, we figured, you know, you can start this any way you want. All you have to know is the, bo- the podcast is called Boiling Point, and our guest is Gene Fowler. So, so oh, my God, that guy's an, an asshole. <laughs> uh, what, what is it called uh, now? What do we have to put on? We have to put censored now because he said that. Uh, are we doing beeps and boops? Oh yeah, man! Listen, this is as, as long as we put the little e in front of it, we're all good, dog. Okay, cool. All right. Well, there's an e in front of this one. That's for sure. <laughs> they should have known that as soon as they clicked on the title. All right, cool. Uh, well, my name is Gene Fowler. I am the creative director at Luguru of uh, a uh, animation production company of which I own in Miramichi. I'm also the creative director for Blue Drop Performance Learning, a publicly traded company that works in courseware and aeronautical space defense. <laughs> and I sit around all day and I tell dick jokes and I pet my dog and drink copious amounts of double doubles. <laughs> Listen, and where, and where are you coming job. from? And where are you coming from? Because for people that don't know that might be from out of the region, because we have a, a few listeners, more than a few actually. We got a few in Thailand, oh, nice. uh, a, a few in uh, nice. Latin America, you know. Oh, wow. Okay. Well, I'm on the, I'm on the Eastern seaboard. I'm in New Brunswick, Canada. Uh, essentially we are Maine's uh, baseball hat. Nice Maine's baseball hat. I like that. Or, or, or we could be we, we 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 could be Newfoundland Labrador's underwear. We could be. We could be. I'm a, I'm, God, I'm clearly out of my element here underwear. between you guys. <laughs> okay, so so listen. I, uh, I can just feel it. I just feel like I should just just listen. Okay. Um, just just throwing some random. Uh, random okay, ex- so um, let me let let me rewind this a little bit. Um, Years ago, Dave, uh, I met Gene probably at one of our New Brunswick Producers Association events. And uh, he's a legend. He's the the legend of Miramichi. This guy had a a company called Fat Cat, and uh, it's everything that you think it was. It was an animation studio, worked with uh, all the the biggest studios. um, And uh, we developed a little bit of a friendship because we're working in the same industry. And, uh, that shit crazy. And, uh, <laughs> and uh, we ended up going to France together, to southern France, at MIPCOM. So which what, is, what year are we now? What I, year? She's, when was that, Gene? Like five, six years ago? Um, More? Maybe 2007. Yeah. And Gene, we, we, Gene, you're breathing heavy into your, your, uh, mic, your mic there. Oh, I'm, I'm sorry, dude. Oh, you are Maybe breathing. Are, are you now. running? Are you going for a jog right now? What is going on? <laughs> I'm sitting on the fire escape. Oh, okay. There you go. There you go. Um, anyway, I, I just I, I just have this memory of, of you and I, Gene, sitting romantically on, on the white sand beaches of Cannes 
with with a <laughs> bottle of rosé and uh, we're just talking about life. You know, we're just talking about what's what's the future for me, you know. Um, and uh, we've gone through such adventures together and in yeah. parallel since then. And, uh, you know, mm-hmm. a, a strong friendship has been, been created between the two of us. And uh, we're, we're both working in this creative space that is, you know, call it spade a spade. It's not easy building what we're building in this part of the world, but we're doing it. And the reason that's relevant to our audience is because there's a lot of people who are listening to our podcast that aren't from urban centers uh, and, and, you know, the place where our buyers are. And we are making it work. Dave Vail, you're making it work in the, in, in the international executive coaching world from, you know, uh, off the beaten track town of St. John, New Brunswick. Mm-hmm. And I, I, you know, I think that's a nice little theme for us to start in. Um, you know, Mary Machie being the baseball hat of St. John and Moncton, that's even more rural and remote, <laughs> you know? Gene, t- tell us a little bit about being creative and building something epic in, uh, in the middle of you know where. In the middle of nowhere. Well, you, you know, it's not easy. I mean, there's definitely no local market for me and, and what I do. And, and geez, there's barely a regional one. Um, if I didn't get as many uh, gigs from Hemmings House Pitchers, I must, must uh, close my doors, I think. But <laughs> <laughs> God bless you. By the way, by the way, wink, wink, nudge, nudge. Um, but, um, it's, it's tough doing business here in, uh, in rural New Brunswick, for sure. And most of my clients are either in L.A. or New York or Toronto or, or even across the pond in, uh, in the U.K. Um, and I don't know how these guys find me. They just find me online, I guess. You know, I, I have a, a big Facebook presence, which, uh, which helps, uh, uh, definitely helps my, my exposure to the world. Um, but I mean, I'm, um, I'm, um, for lack of better terminology, I'm, you know, a commercial whore. I, I make other people's dreams come true. Uh, I don't create anything original. Um, and, uh, I'm, I just, I, I'm really good at saving people's asses when it comes to productions and, uh, and that's what gets me continuous work. But one of these days I'm going to make my own stuff. I just haven't found the message I want to say yet, but, um, well, well, Gene, yeah. I, 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 I tend to remember, um, an original content, uh, original cartoon from yours about Uh-oh. somebody with a dildo cannon. And I, I know this is an explicit, <laughs> it's an explicit podcast, but I'm just telling like it is. I remember seeing a, a cartoon that you guys designed. Uh, I can't, and I remember you guys were trying to sell it at MIPCOM. To, tell yeah, us, yeah, tell us a little bit. Okay. That was Space Nights. That was the brainchild of myself and Buddy Bolton, a comedian out of New York City. And we, we made that pilot and then sold a, well, we made a, a teaser. We sold it to Teletoon or sold interest. And they gave us a, they gave us a, a wild budget to, uh, to create a couple, um, a couple 10 minute episodes of that, that show. But yeah, there was, it was basically a ripoff of, uh, of the Power Rangers, we could just call it the, the Space Knights instead. And there was, you know, the Black Knight was a black guy, you know, the Chris Rock type attitude. And then there, there was a gay guy in a wheelchair, you know. And yes, there was a dildo cannon, and it's pretty coarse, and it did pretty well online. <laughs> but uh, you know, you got to do what you got to do when you live in the woods, man. You know, we work on we worked on Caillou and children's shows, and we made really? dildo cannons. And oh my god, uh, the diversity! We work on everything that moves. Well, one of the things. Oh, well, you got it. Well, yeah, yeah. One of the things. One of the things I know about Eugene. Um, uh, you know, I knew of you before I knew you, and, and I've got to know you a little bit in the last few years. And one of the things I really appreciate about you, and I think anyone, and, and probably the reason people find you, and hopefully what people are hearing right now, is you're the real deal, man. You say it how you, you're seeing it and feeling it, and you know, and, and I really, I really admire that. Um, where does that come yeah, I appreciate from? Appreciate that. Man. Where does that come from? Well, you know what? Uh, I, I don't know. I, I, I think 
when I was a child, um, I used to make up a lot of stories and shit like that. And I always got in trouble because you get caught in a lie and stuff like that. And then I realized one of these days, you know, I should just stop fucking lying and just tell the truth about everything. And so far, I've just been getting myself into trouble by telling the truth. Um, and win. it works for some people and it doesn't work for others. So I got to really pick and choose my battles when I, you know try to tell the truth or you know maybe just keep my well, mouth shut well, be better. one of the things you told the truth about um uh and i don't know if you if you want to go into it at all here or not but uh, mm-hmm. i'll tell you for me and for a lot of people it was really help you help helpful to hear was you know we talk about fat cat and the rise and the the fall and you know, yeah. really and honest, the, and the rebirth, and the, and the rebirth, and how you've you know you've you know like we're and it's re- it's a story about a resilience, uh, for me, and uh, and the rawness of it. It was just like man, you know, like it just helped me appreciate all the good stuff. Be you know, and go, oh, I got my story too, right? Um, and there was yeah, a, you, you got you got up in front with a couple people and like the road rash, I think it was called tour or something like yeah. that, right? Um, uh-huh. but yeah, so, so what, so what would cause I mean, I know it was really helpful for me as a listener, but what was it, what did it do for you as the storyteller? And, and also do a recap, do Cole's notes on what the story yeah, yeah. is. Cause we, we did a Ted oh, okay. talk together as well, Gene and I, and Gene, mm-hmm. you, you told the same story and I got to tell you, man, there was not a dry eye in that room when you did yours. Oh, nice. Please. Yeah. So g- give us the Cole's notes and then tell us what you learned through that. Yeah. Well, I tell you, first off, I, I, I like telling these stories. Like when I, when I was big and successful and had lots of money and glass of brass handed at me, um, I like telling the stories uh, of that time period because it helps me get over the loss of it. You know, like I find when you, when you tell enough people that you're going to lose weight, you actually lose weight. You know what I mean? Hmm. Um, so if I, if I tell my story enough times, I might actually get over it. <laughs> but um, Fat Cat was, boy, it was a very painful time, but also a very joyous time. Um, started in 2000 in Halifax, uh, just me and a couple friends who got laid off at another animation studio, decided to start up another one. We threw our, our work online and, uh, got noticed. And, um, geez, three years later, we had 50 people and, uh, we were doing flash animated training films for, uh, fortune 500 companies. We had Nike and Boeing and a whole bunch of other guys. Um, and then, um, uh, I was stupid and gave that company away to the CEO for basically nothing. Uh, and then they went out of business and I was very happy about that. So uh, I moved back to, <laughs> back to Miramichi to lick my wounds and uh, decided to start up again. And uh, this time focusing on entertainment rather than e-learning, which is what we were doing before in Halifax. And um, started to grow again. They, you know, first, first off, when you, when you arrive in a town like Miramichi where they've been doing pulp and paper and, you know, old, old uh, economy stuff there for so long, they all laugh you, uh, laugh at you. And boy, they tried to laugh me out of the room a couple of times, but I said, it's going to happen. Anyways, a couple of years later, you got 120 people and you're burning through about 270 grand a month in, in, uh, in expenses and labor and stuff. And boy, you know, you're doing 10 million a year and it's just what the fuck happened. Right. Um, but then in 2008, the, uh, the iPhone was brand new and people's eyeballs went to that and they stopped advertising, which means broadcasters stopped buying for a little while. And then the tax credit at New Brunswick changed and we got too big too quick. And then we had a problem with the production in South Africa and then, blah, you know, and it just all fell apart really, really fast. And well, about a year or so, but, uh, that was my baby. I didn't have any partners. Uh, it was my hundred percent mine. And, uh, we, we owed a ton of money to the government cause they supported us so heavily. Um, but in the end, you know, we, we wrapped up that production. Every one of my clients got their, what they were owed, uh, as far as, uh, deliverables, all my employees got paid and I 
closed up the shop and walked across the town and into my old studio and opened back up again. Um, but yeah, I like telling the story because it kind of gets rid of it. And I was just telling my crew this morning, you know, I looked at them all and I said, you know what, we got to get rid of all this damn fat cat stuff. Cause my, my current studio, Luguru is covered in fat cat paraphernalia and I got to get rid of it so I can Great get point. rid of these demons. Yeah. 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 It's like decluttering, right? Oh my God. And I noticed that actually when I, when I went to visit you, I noticed the fat cat stuff kicking around there. So that's but, interesting. But there's so here. much great fat, fat cat swag too. So, so I'm at, <laughs> I'm, I'm at this yeah. massive industry event, MIPCOM, like the whole world of broadcasters are there. Right. And it's hot there as well. Right. You're Southern France. And I, I see the fat cat booth and it's, Huge, right? It's amazing, and all the fat cat people are wearing these big hockey jerseys with big cat heads <laughs> on top of them. Like you see at the exhibition, you know those people you want to jump on, you know, sweating, and yeah. sweating, but they're selling. They're sweating and selling, and they were the guys making all the attention uh, on the yeah. floor. Like your, wow. your team was killer. So that being said, throwing yeah. away that swag must be hard. But I, I, a really quick story for me, Gene. You know, I got in the bathtub business a while back. Yeah. <laughs> well, you know, similar story for you, man. This this would be my um, you know, I, I, I do not regret having a business that failed uh, because I learned so much from it. But just the other day, just the other day, I still had a, a van, a work truck for it with the name of the, the business on the side. And it's been in my driveway for the last two years since we, we shut her down. And it reminded me of it every time I drove in the driveway, uh, every time. And we uh, just got rid of it. And you wouldn't think that a small adjustment could actually bring lightness to your life. But it did. Yeah, it does. And what a neat, what a neat angle that this particular conversation is going in. It's like, look at those yeah. failures as as wins, in fact. But make sure you get rid of all that shit that takes you back there, so you can just reference that a story on podcasts like this and inspire people from it, but not be dragged down by the past. So are you? Are you, right, are you like you know like you know going back and delving into it? Is that okay for you? Is it still helping oh, you get yeah. by it, or are you like, oh guys, quit bringing this up? Oh, no, no, it's, it's, it's very helpful because I'm still suffering from it. Like I went through a bout of depression, man. My wife left me, dad died, all this kind of shit. Yeah. And, and like telling, like talking about it and, and, uh, and, and, and sharing that story with others actually kind of sheds the skin from me. Right. right. So it's a, uh, it is a good thing. Cause I am trying to, you know, get back on my feet and reinvent myself and right. blah, 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 blah. But what did, what have you, yeah. um, going through that and being, you know, it was, you know, you know, in this part of the world, pretty more public than you probably wanted it to be, right? The, oh, big time, The yeah. up, but more importantly, the down, right? So what, mm -hmm. what did you learn about community, about people around you, about just, you know, friends, family, all that kind of stuff? Like, what were the big takeaways? Well, I think, um, well, first of all, if you live by the hype and generate a lot of attention, you're going to die by it. So if you're going to get into the business of getting, creating awareness for yourself, you got to be ready for, you know, the negative shit that's going to happen. Right. And I think what I could have done better is being uh, like, this is my hometown. I'm in my hometown and I could have done better by them. We, we did some cool things. Like we got the transit system up and running. We, we attracted more doctors for the area and whatnot. So we did do some things, but I didn't do enough. I don't think like I could have, I could have sponsored more events. I could have, you know, maybe started an art center or something like that. You know, something that could, that could live on past any success of a business. Um, and I didn't, right? So this time around with Luguru, uh, I, I want to do more of that. I just want to try to leave a creative mark on the city so that mm. people that are growing up 
can can say, you know what, I'm going to work at that animation studio when I grow up. And, and I did hear kids say that, you know, when I spoke at the colleges and spoke at the high schools and stuff. But I want I want that again. And because it failed here, I don't want people to think that they it's not a viable industry, that it's that it's not a viable career choice. Um, so I got to do something more. I just don't know what it is yet. <laughs> can you can you t- uh, paint a picture, Gene, about what Luguru is now, like the the the, the new uh, refreshed and uh, trimmed down Luguru, and how you're going to take over the universe? <laughs> well, Luguru's small shop, right? We do maybe a tenth of what we used to do at at uh, at Fat Cat, but it's it's better. It's it's tighter. I have fewer people. I have fewer projects, um, but we're we're happier. Um, the difference between Luguru and Fat Cat, I guess, is not only size, but what we specialize in. And with Luguru, we do a lot more commercials than we did, or than we do TV work. And Fat Cat, we did. Whoops, sorry, big truck. <laughs> Noise, noisy diesels. Um, <laughs> but yeah, we do a lot of commercials and and apps and games. And but and we do some shorts once in a while too, uh, music videos, that kind of stuff. So smaller productions uh, rather than the big ones that require a massive workforce. And cash flow. And cash flow. Fuck yeah. One interesting thing that I haven't been able to experiment or experience with you, Gene, is uh, you and Derek Reedley would go to Jamaica often. Oh, and yeah. Give us just a really quick uh, rundown of what so, that was. So, for the audience, yeah. who's Derek? Who? Derek is a guest that's going to be coming up. Um, he's a friend of ours, uh, entrepreneur, uh, runs a marketing agency called Revolution, right. and we're producing a TV show with him right now. And um, anyway, what, when these guys go to Jamaica, the, Gene will tell the story. There's there's this guy, this kind of sage, wise man. Um, <laughs> and the reason I want to bring this up is you guys come back renewed and you know uh, your, your creative mind is in a different place. Uh, we're not going to talk about uh, about the herb necessarily here, but we're going to talk about, paint a picture of what's happening down there and how how maybe we could live that type of experience more more often together. Well, I tell you what, I, I have been. Um, Jamaica has left such a mark on me uh, and, and, and hanging out with the people down there, um, and, and just how humble there has, has set my, my sights on something different when I came home. And every time I went down there, I would come back with, you know, I don't like what I'm, what I, what I'm doing, or I don't like who I am, or I, I don't like how I spend my time or whatnot. And I, and I fix it. Um, but the Jamaican trips are, are very cool. And usually it's a, it's a handful uh, maybe four or five entrepreneurs from across the country who who are in various types of of, uh, of media, advertising, television, script, uh, script writing, who knows? And uh, this guy, Bill Whitehead, senior, he uh, he flies us all down to Jamaica, and we stay at this little hostel. And um, the whole the whole thing is booked for us. And there's only six rooms anyway, but we all stay there. And in the morning, um, we all go to his room and we talk about you know creative enlightenment. We talk about um, coincidences. We talk about um, intuition, um, uh, creative visual- visualization, I mean, all sorts of things. This is a guy that is the original madman. He was uh, in advertising since like the fucking 40s. He's, he, you know, chain smoked cigarettes in front of pregnant women and stuff like that. Like, amazing dude. <laughs> and he's got this old school mentality, you know, and he's always rubbing Derek and telling, oh, Derek, really? You got to put really on the, on the door of your business. Who, who knows revolution? Who knows this? You know, he's got this old school stuff, but he's, he's a master Mason. He's a Rosicrucian. He's a Shriner. He's a Jew. He's a black man. He's a, he's a white man. 
um, Bill is, 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 I don't know, embodies the earth for some reason. And he teaches us just how to see and how to shed that ego. And we only meet with him for a couple of day, or a couple hours out of the, out of the day. And then we bugger off and, and go do fun stuff. But those few hours that we spent with Bill Whitehead are majestic. And they, they really do change your mindset. So when you come back, you're thinking, I got to make some changes, right? And that's what Jamaica has been doing for me for the last four or five years. And you know, so you, this okay. is like, is this an annual event or has been? Yeah, I used to go every year. I missed, I missed the first year last year. Oh, or really? was it this year? And, I can't remember. Okay, go ahead. So, and Bill, Bill, he's he's still present and he's still alive. Yeah, he's, he's, he's still, still here. He, yeah, he, he canceled 86. this. This uh, this trip was canceled this year. I was going to go. Uh, I was very yeah. close to thinking about going, but uh, you can't. You know, you get to that. Eighty six, you said, Gene. Yeah, he's 86 or 84. Great to interview him. Um, yeah. Oh, God, you should phone Bill Whitehead. He's amazing. Oh, yeah, because I, I know on the microphone he would probably get angry at me for not have taken the advantage of going down in the past, yeah. I'm sure. <laughs> oh, he'd rip you a new one for now, sure. Now, Gene, the reason I brought that up is just in conversation mm-hmm. with you and Derek and a few others that have gone is how do we repeat that more often? Because why is it that we have to spend one, you know, one week a year to be inspired that way you know like i don't know what, what, what do you do to stay inspired now after 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 uh, you know after all the stuff that you went through and now you're rebuilding and it really you're as far as i'm concerned you've got bright lights all around you right now but you got to keep that that light burning you know so yeah, is there anything that you learned down there that you could share with us that maybe we could put into practice on a regular basis well you know what i i I think a lot of people, man, they, they work really hard every day and they make these grand plans for when they retire and then, you know, prostate cancer hits or they get hit by a friggin' bus or something changes. But I like to live my life every day as if I'm already retired. So I kind of do what the, whatever the hell I want every day. Uh, and I've, I've structured my life to do just that. Um, so like I, I have two full-time jobs. I run a business. I'm, I'm a, a father of four. I'm a newly, uh, kind of remarried and uh like i got a lot of shit going on but i'm not stressed out i go to bed when i want i wake up when i want uh i get the deliverable deliverables done uh i set my own deadlines set my own targets all sorts of things and i just kind of plan the work and work the plan but i also spend an hour to you know hopefully walk to work i bring my dog to work um i just i make sure the environment that i am in is best conducive to my creativity so that I can, I can be loose because I, I can only create or be creative when I'm loose and everything's cool and I'm content because if there's any stress at all, creativity goes out the window. I go into panic mode as retarded. Well, let me, I want to ask you about that because you know, it's interesting when, you know, Greg says bright lights all around you. Cause I, I mean here, and I've actually, I've never mentioned this to you, but my sense of you when I, every time I interact with you is here's a guy who's just got this, potential that's you know being realized in many ways but just the the sky's the limit right and mm-hmm. and so you there's this kind of persona that you have right even i probably the listeners here are listening going yeah this guy i mean what a cool way to look at life what happens like i mean i mean or maybe the question is are you uh maybe like me and many others um you know let doubt creep in and when doubt creeps in you know how does that impact you Oh, dude, uh, doubt, doubt creeped in. I mean, as soon as I realized I was going out of business and I couldn't save the company back in 2007, um, I mean, your self-esteem goes out the window. You don't have the tools for the job, blah, 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 doubt, doubt, doubt. And that 
self-confidence, man. It takes you on. Sorry, another truck. <laughs> <laughs> but that self-confidence takes forever to come back. I mean, maybe not for, for most people, but for me it does. Mm. I'm constantly doubting myself. I mean, it took me it took me a year to pick up a pencil to draw, to even want to draw. Really? And when I did, it was just a little doodle. It was only uh, this year that I actually drew uh, one of Luguru's projects. Before, I, I would not do it. I have a crew, they would do it. But uh, I just, I didn't feel like I, I could contribute, you know, so. Okay. So, yeah. so, it, so, it, so it actually just, it really, it, you know, it really crushed that great, because I, mean, I understand, as I understand it, didn't, I mean, you, you, you were the kid that was drawn, you know, in grade school and stuff, right? Didn't you just oh, love yeah. to draw? So you literally have not been drawing. You just started to get back into it. Yeah, last couple of years. Yeah, I would take a project here and there, but uh, wow. I would never, never maintain it, right? I was, uh, I was always too busy, but I've been getting more creative uh, in the last couple of years, uh, largely in part to Blue Drop. I mean, they came in and swooped me up and, and gave, me, uh, gave me stability where there was none and gave me a good job. And uh, they've, they've been putting all sorts of fancy projects in front of me. And, and that's been kind of getting my juices flowing. And I'm very thankful because being an employee for the first time, because this is my first employee job, um, <laughs> getting used to, I'm still getting used to booking off time. I usually just leave whenever I want to, but <laughs> pretty strict on that shit. Um, but uh, life as an employee, who knew? Um, but um, they've been giving me some really, really cool things to work on, which keeps things interesting. And also showing me how a business should run when you're, you know, around 200 people. And so I'm learning quite a bit from them, actually. Yeah, that's cool. I think yeah. um, I, I think when you're forced to be put into a, a place of uncomfort, for example, a lifetime entrepreneur who then has to be an employee, you could do it one or two ways, begrudgingly, and you, you're going to die, you know, um, or yeah. with an open mind saying, this experience is really going to help my next business uh, totally thrive, you know, and uh, and that's yeah. kind of what Blue Drop is doing. So, and, and it's, a, it's an ego check, and those who are yeah. able to be in control of that seem to come out the other side um, considerably stronger after, you know. Oh, ego, yeah. Yeah, yeah. Totally. You got to shed that, man. You got to shed that ego. You got to be okay with criticism. And that's that's one of my largest downfalls, man, is uh, just not okay to be criticized. And, and it's getting better. <laughs> well, I got to tell you, man, I mean, like, I get offended whenever I see uh, two different colored uh, shoes on your feet. Um, Go fuck yeah. yourself. Okay, okay. Yeah, done, done. <laughs> So for, for the listening audience, Google Gene Fowler, find some photos, and if you find any photos with him wearing the same colored shoe on both feet, uh, you win a prize. I, I'm not going to tell you what that is yet, but... <laughs> prize to be determined. To be determined. Um, Gene. <laughs> this, or if you find a picture of Gene with a serious look. Oh, yeah. Because oh, he's, he, he's got... he's got Every picture oh, I see, he's got some crazy look. And right? he's got killer well, shirts, I'm, too. Yeah. I totally changed my look, too, by the way. I have long hair now. I have a scruffy beard. I'm overweight. You're playing in a band. <laughs> yeah, I'm playing in a band. You know, I was always overweight, but I had long hair. <laughs> Love it. <laughs> well, Gene, man, listen, you you really, truly are an uh, inspiration to me, man. And uh, and I'm really, uh, really glad you got to come on to our, our podcast. And uh, it's your homework to start listening to uh, the rest of our podcasts. Listen and, I will, and give I us feedback. Give us feedback. Tell us yeah, what yeah. you think. Yeah. Introduce. Sure, maybe, maybe we get, maybe, would you listen if we got Bill Whitehead on? 
Yeah, if you put Bill Whitehead, Bill Whitehead in, I might even sponsor the episode. Really? Done. Okay. It's yeah. our first sponsor. Yeah. Our first sponsor. We've, <laughs> we've been begging at, at the end of every episode, Jane. We're like, oh, wouldn't it be nice if somebody could sponsor so we could actually pay our producer? <laughs> so, Jane, Jane, you know how this stuff works, right? So, we've got yeah, Matt uh, Weber in Halifax. He takes uh-huh. these episodes as soon as we're done. We FTP uh-huh. them up to him. He edits out any of the uh, um, glitches that we might have. He puts the intro on the extra he does the show notes he blogs like it's a full production and the dude is doing it out of the the kindness of his heart so we uh we're so indebted to him that we want we want to bring a sponsor and so we can pay him so we can keep on delivering this stuff so uh yeah yeah, so you have inspired me to throw the call out if anybody else is uh wanting to be part of the scene we are we are arms open <laughs> and well, uh, yeah man and you guys are doing the right thing too i mean you're, these entrepreneurs that are on your show and stuff they should be paying for this kind of exposure it's great invoices in the mail <laughs> gene love you well, man you know how i like to pay my bills <laughs> <laughs> listen what's the what, what, what's the uh, best way for people to get in touch with you follow you uh see what's up and hire you oh well uh l-o-o-g-a-r-o-o.com uh, go there. You can hit me up through the sites. Uh, check all my emails every day. I got zero in my inbox, baby. Unlike somebody I know. <laughs> oh, <laughs> nasty! Nice dig. Nasty. Every time I email Greg, it's like a it's a notification that he's away on a shoot. Yeah, I, <laughs> I've seen a few of those. Actually, that's that's a good thing to put out to the audience. Email Greg Hemmings and see if you get a response. Yeah, jerks. <laughs> if you get a response, you get a prize. Huh? You go, yeah, yeah. <laughs> GregAndHemmingsHouse.com <laughs> Gene, thanks a lot, brother. Uh, looking forward to seeing hey, you again sometime soon, man. All right, see you, brother. Take yeah, care. Man. Likewise, guy. Bye bye now. Bye bye. Always real. Oh my gosh, man. Seriously, one of the, one of the most authentic people. Oh, okay. And there's no there's no barrier either. You know, like uh, like seriously, we 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 did a TED Talks together like uh, on the same night, um, and. Uh, he got up and he, I'm sure he went past the 18 minute line, you know, and, uh, and the way he told the story, it really, it made everybody cry. It was, it was an amazing TED talk and I don't even think it's online yet. It should, it really should be. When did you guys do this? Oh, geez, it's almost a year ago now. Oh, wow. cool. It was a TEDx and, uh, uh, but, but he was filterless. He just said it raw the way, the way he did right there. And, uh, you know, who's so open, uh, about that epic rise of an incredible company and truly uh, textbook epic fail, you know, a, a total crumbling, um, and then a rise again, which makes that fail not a fail. It makes that fail an incredible jumping stone. Um, I'm excited for him, for what he's learned through that. Like, you can't buy that education to yeah. know how to roll after, how many employees do you say you had? Yeah. I don't know, he's like 110 or something yeah, crazy like, doing like that. Yeah, 10 million I mean, a year of animations. Oh like, this is killer stuff. Burn, burn rate a quarter million, you know what I yeah. mean, a month. Like, holy. And God. he's not hiding the fact that it hurt. Yeah. Because uh, a, a lot of uh, macho people would say, yeah, you know, I just picked it up and I, I, I built it again. No, no. He's very clear that it took him a year or two to, to get over it and he's still working through it. But the point is, and my takeaway is, that he is doing. He is getting himself back up. Right. And somebody defined failure that way is failure is uh, the person who falls and doesn't get back up. Nice. So I, nice. Yeah, I, th- I think that's good. What was your takeaway? Uh, uh, where do you start? I just, I just like... Uh I think the fact he doesn't shy away from it, right? I think maybe you're talking about the same thing. I mean, and just, you know, when I say, well, how come you go out and share the story as, as rawly as you do? And it's like, well, it's helping me get over it, right? 
So just that level of, I guess, maybe understanding is really cool and, and um, you know, kind of understanding the psychology behind, what, you know, why. <laughs> and I'm, I'm sure, he didn't mention it, but I'm sure on many, many levels he's also saying to his audience, or at least this is what I took from it, it's, you know, it's okay. Whatever you're going through is okay. Like, I mean, I've, I've faced, you know, the fire and, uh, you know, I got a little burnt, but I'm okay, you know, and, <laughs> and you will be too. And sometimes we got to hear it in those terms, right? You know, and, and, and it's not that he, and the other thing that's interesting, it's not like he's bounced back to this, you know, this, you know, to your, I love how you use epic, like epic success. Like he's, he's getting there. He's going, it has, it didn't ha- it's not happening overnight. So a lot of times we hear the up, the down and the up, you know, and the up, there's just yeah. the shot off into the stars and, and that's great. But, you know, it is also good to hear as someone's rising from the ashes. And maybe that's the other piece, as I, as I reflect on, is that, is that he's slowly getting there. And he's pretty honest about how he's getting there and saying, you know, it's nice to have some stability in my life. And, you know, as an entrepreneur, um, I know I know, I certainly resonates with me. I'm guessing it does with you, is that feeling like, you know, wouldn't that be nice to have a little stability? I like that. <laughs> you know, like, like yeah. it just calms you right yeah. down. Because it's, it's rarely there, right? Because it's always <laughs> on the next project. Which make, brings up one thing I want to I ask you really quickly about. I know we got another um, interview coming up in a bit, but we're going to talk about that in a, in a moment here. But, he, you know, there was a conversation about Revolution Strategy, Derek, Reedley, uh, and then uh, I know that you have some exciting news that the audience will want to hear about. Uh, in collaboration with Derek, and is talking, and, and the reason I'm, I'll, I'm bringing this in is that I think it's so important to uh, to actually celebrate success. So tell <laughs> us a little bit about how excited you are right now, Dave. For years, you've been my uh, executive coach, and uh, you've always asked me to celebrate great wins, and I never do. I just don't. I, I think I do on so a what, daily so, basis. So, uh, what's the, so let's just talk, let's, rather oh, than talk about let's tell, tell us. Okay, so we, we, land, is, we landed a really big TV show. Okay. A big TV series. Tell us about it. It's called The Real Houses Of, and um, we call it house porn. So it's design porn, right? So we go to these houses, the real houses of Venice Beach, the real houses of Brooklyn, the real houses of uh, Houston, Texas. We go to these neighborhoods. And we're featuring the houses and the owners of the houses uh, of those places. You know when you're driving down the street, you look at a house, and you're like, it's not that it's a mansion or anything. It's just it's a cool-looking design. Mm-hmm. And you're like, I wonder who owns that, and mm-hmm. what's their story, mm-hmm. and what's the story behind the, the architecture. Mm-hmm. This show is going to uncover that. And it, 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 it's this is, for us, it's, uh, it's a big win because we're working with one of the larger uh, broadcasters. Um, right. So it's been picked up by a broadcaster. Yeah, and it's certainly, it's a, it's a multi-million dollar deal, so it's a, uh, for us, it's a big win. Um, and, you know, you, you're, you're pushing me to celebrate. I can't, I can't do it, but I, I've got an answer. I've got an answer why I have a hard time celebrating a win. Okay. Is because I feel that I every minute of every day, of, and I'm serious of me being alive. I'm trying to celebrate. No, I'm not trying. I am celebrating, and maybe it's just because I'm so blessed and thankful for the life I'm having. And I almost feel like I, I don't deserve to make a big party out of out of a win because my success is in the hands of a, a greater power. Does that okay. make sense? Okay. But I will crack a champagne or a beer a little later on and say yes, <laughs> we, we we made a win. Wow, you get. And you know, what, G, talking to Gene. Yeah. Um, it might inspire me to be a little more in the moment for the wins, you know, uh, and maybe I'm afraid of, 
of the fails because I don't want to be too in the in the open public saying, yeah, we got this thing. And then what if something doesn't work? Uh-huh. So maybe you're digging into a little of my fears. Uh-huh. I don't know. Yeah, yeah. There's something else there. So I will let you <laughs> off the hook. No, keep pushing me on this, man. That's your job. Um, well, I mean, on, in this in this particular interview right now, but uh, but I but man, that is so exciting. Congratulations, man. Thanks. And and people will. Uh, I can't wait till they hear more about it. So hopefully Matt will put a link off to this because I think yeah, well, I, I want them to hear. I mean, I'm, and I'm putting it out there because you wouldn't put it out there. So that's why I wanted to bring it up. And we are hoping to get uh, Derek Ridley on as a guest coming up yeah, soon. So we'll do it at that sure. time, we'll be able to explain who, you know. Ah, okay, so, so this is great. Listen, thank And Gene, that was a wonderful, yeah, wonderful uh, interview. Yeah, yeah. So uh, tune in next time. Please share. Uh, let people know. And if anybody who's listening has any ideas of great guests that we should be talking to, send us a note. Or if you know Bill Whitehead's number. That as well. Yes, somebody can somebody can find him out. <laughs> uh, that's great. So uh, you know what? I'm not even going to talk about the social share. Just do it. You'll know uh, it. Yeah. Okay. We'll see you next week. See Nancy you Mathis is on the mic. Yes. Great interview. Thanks for checking out this episode of Boiling Point. Remember to rate and subscribe to us on iTunes and follow us on Twitter at Boiling Point Pod. To see more from Dave Vale, check out leadershipunleashed.ca or visioncoachinginc.com and on Twitter at Dave underscore Vale. And to catch up with Greg, visit Hemmingshouse.com and at Greg Hemmings on Twitter. Thanks for listening and remember, keep that pot boiling. Hi, this is Candace Sampson, the voice behind What She Said. My show is your destination for stories that not only entertain, but also educate and empower. Every week, I spotlight strong female voices from across Canada, women who are changing the narrative and driving change. Don't miss out on these inspiring episodes. Subscribe on Apple, Spotify, and Amazon Music, or head over to whatshesaidtalk.com. What She Said can also be heard on BlastTheRadio.com, Mondays at 5 p.m. and Wednesdays at 7 p.m. That's BlastTheRadio.com. It's time to dive into the stories that truly matter.